I want to be your real estate resource. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Your Real Estate Resource, a show dedicated entirely to the subject of real estate. Uh, today, we are lucky enough to have with us Matt Bracci with Title V Inspection Service, um, 25 years of experience in civil engineering, design engineering, and septic system inspections. Matt, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Uh, why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about the history uh, behind Title V Inspection? All right. Well, um, my father, he was a design engineer the assistant engineer in Wilbraham back in 61 or 63 or whatever it was. And, uh, um, you know, when we were younger, after him doing years of, of, of civil engineering, he decided to start this business for uh, for me and my brother. Um, and uh, really, really snowballed into a, into a great business and a good family business, something that, um, you know, I get to work with my brother every day. Yeah. We're great friends, and it's just a, a great thing. Although, although... Um, Having my father on the job was was quite the the interesting factor, yeah. um, and you know, in my younger days, I uh, I didn't see it as as a positive thing. Someone riding you and made sure you you stayed on the line and stayed within the code. But now, now that I'm older, it's a good thing he did because this it just ended up being a really really strong family and strong family business, and and a um, you know a re- really good lot of life lessons. Cool. Cool. So why don't we just educate the listeners a little bit about a septic system and, and how it works? All right. Well, basically, your your septic tank works like a decanter. Um, have you ever have you ever stepped into a pond yeah. and you've seen the uh, the sediment rise over your toes so you can't see the uh, you can't see your toes? That's kind of how a septic tank works. When you flush your toilet, yeah. there's a, all the poop and the paper goes on the top of the the septic tank it floats on the top of the water and your septic tank stays full of liquid at all times usually typically four feet of water okay and this this scum layer floats on the top and it settles down to the bottom creating a sludge layer and as these two layers thicken up there's less retention time okay more particles in the water flowing out into your leach field and you probably say well, why is that important because the, as they thicken up and there's less retention time more particles you have a, a big sand filter out into the leach field and like any filter long-term filter the more stuff going out the quicker it's going to clog up and this is why we pump out the septic tank okay and the idea isn't to pump out the liquid okay it's to pump out the solids the, the liquid just tends to be a byproduct that's in the uh in the tank okay okay as this water flows out of the septic tank into the distribution box this little square 14 by 14 box typically it distributes the flow equally in amongst these these leach lines basically four inch pipes with holes in them okay and these pipes sit on stone and the stone is there to simply provide surface area so that the water has somewhere to leak into. And as this water leaks down to the bottom of the leach field, uh, it hits the sand. And the sand is like a big sand filter, filtering out all these particles so that this effluent can enter the groundwater naturally without poisoning it. Eventually, all of this sand, uh, these particles, they build up a sulfur jelly coating. You know, first a, a gray washout, a biomat, a natural breakdown of the organic material. Then a sludge mat, which is impermeable. Basically, like any filter clogging up, it just the water can't seep down. And as that happens, the ponding level in the leach field starts to rise up, and you get what's called sidewall acceptance. Okay, 
as the same thing that happened to the bottom of this leach field that this filter happens on the sides, the ponding level starts to rise up and rise up and rise up. And when it rises up to the bottom of that pipe into the distribution box, that's what we call failure criteria. And that's inevitable on any system. But with the average system lasting 20 to 25 years, they've been clogged up in two years. I failed them two years old. I've passed them 58 years old, okay, with documentation. One of them we passed was 64 years old. There wasn't paperwork, but we knew it was original, and the house was 64 years old, and it passed. So they don't technically fail due to age, yep. but eventually age will will get us all. Sure. Um, so basically, that's that's how the uh, the system works. So we'll talk about it because I, I had a house. Uh you know, uh, it's my third property, um, had a septic system. Uh, it was my first experience around a septic system. Sure. And when we had it, they came out, they looked at it. It was an older system. House was built in the, I think, uh, early 70s. Sure. Um, and it was getting inspected, uh, I don't know, 2010-ish. So it had, you know, almost 40 years on it, I guess, there, right? So sure. uh, and they came out and gave it a you know, five stars, unbelievable system. Yeah. And and it seemed as though some systems, you know, the bacteria in the system um, could eat away at that sludge layer uh, and maybe make it so that the pumping isn't necessary as often. Because, you know, I had been at, at the time that people had been living there and using it. And he's like, look, we, we haven't pumped it. The guy looked at it and said, it doesn't really need to be pumped. There's not a huge sludge layer. So talk a little bit about the bacteria. What, what was that it are- the original owner? It was the original owner, I believe. Okay. Yeah. T- typically, that's unusual, and he okay. may have been using bacteria. Okay. And bacteria for sale is a relatively new thing. Okay. My guess is this. Um, a, natural soils matter. There's a mountain there because it's made of rock, and systems are expensive when you have a view like that because you're building a septic system on rock, and it needs X amount of material. When you're in the valley, and it's all sand, and you have the natural material that's all sand— you're going to have better drainage. Systems are going to last 40 years down in that sandy neighborhood versus, you know, 18 years up on the mountain, mm-hmm. okay? Um, my guess is for the first 30 years, he didn't even use bacteria. And he may have been using it, but my feeling on it is I'm not a big fan of bacteria. I know some of it is approved, but, um, you know, and I won't name any products, yep. but that X product on the television, here's what it does. Your septic tank is designed to work to hold back the solids from flowing out into the leach field so they can settle at a natural rate okay when you put in this bacteria it does what it says it saves you money on pumping okay now five parts per million are leaking out into the leach field because it's holding back the solids okay and you put down these X products, these bacteria products, it breaks down all the hairs and the grease and the sludge. And instead of holding it back in a tank, instead of five parts per million flowing out into the leach field, it sends a million parts per million out into the leach field. It breaks it all down and, and flushes it out into the field. When you have a filter that you can't clean out, mm-hmm. that's not a good thing. So I'm not a fan of, of any of that bacteria. I've found that it's a it's bad product. They, they don't... They work as... Could there be naturally existing bacteria in there that there, are... Just, there, there can. There could be naturally yeah. existing bacteria that break down at a natural rate. But typically, re- regardless of what people think, it's not really the bacteria so much as it is water usage. Yeah, so so I think at the time there was only one person living in that home, uh, you know, a four-bedroom, and it was a dual-tank system. 
Um, so it's two oh. two separate. Okay. You know, for for starters, um, if if changing the oil on the car is pumping out the septic tank, mm-hmm. okay, and mileage on the car is water usage, you can change the oil on the car every day. But if you got a million miles on the car, you got a million miles on the car. Mm-hmm. If you got someone taking five minute showers and there's one guy in there and he's using, you know, 20 gallons of water a day versus the average family of four using 250 to 280 gallons of water a day. Yeah. So again, the usage is, yeah, is a big factor. A big factor. I mean, we yeah. had a farmer that didn't pump his tank for 48 years. Okay. Now, I'm not, I'm not advocating that yeah. necessarily, but for the premise of this conversation. Yeah. And he says to my father, he says, well... I shut off the water on my daughter's in the shower after five minutes. And he goes, oh, there's some cold showers. He goes, no, no, I shut off the water. And you learn very quickly what five minutes means in the winter when you got to rinse your hair out under the outside spigot. Now, again, I'm not condoning that either, you know. Um, But his system, although septic tank solid sludge, looked brand new. It was in perfect condition, okay? I mean, it passed the flying colors. We had to, in that instance, force him to pump the tank because the sludge had risen up the baffle. And that's the only real reason you can force someone to pump a tank. Unless there's a bylaw in town that states it and is filed with DEP, literally. And if it's not filed with DEP, you don't have to adhere to any local bylaws. Um, Now, and let's say, so let's talk about the pumping a little bit, right? So you... you, uh, want to just follow the general guideline and you say, all right, I hear that I'm supposed to pump my system every two years. Now, if you hire one of these companies to come out and pump and they get down there and there's very little sludge, they should really tell you, hey, this doesn't need to be pumped. Should you? You know, here's the thing. You paid for a service to come out. Yep. They're going to pump you out, and they're going to take the money. Okay. And that's the service you call. You don't yep. take your car into the mechanic or the boiler guy comes out and finds out that the switch is off and, and not pay them. Yep. They'll pump it out, but the publisher should probably tell you, because I've found that this is this stuff is highly conservative. The, the, the state recommendation of two to three years, I mean, if you've got two inches on top and two inches on the bottom, you know, and there's 48 inches of liquid, there's no need to pump that, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but if you've got, you know, six on the top and six on the bottom, it's getting about time. Okay. So, um, again, the state recommendation and and people drumming up business for themselves. Sure. You know, recommendation of, oh, I've got the reminder card, honey. It's two to three years. The pumper should really tell you, what do you got, two people in the house? You don't need to pump this, but every four years sure, or something. Sure, sure. Um, so, and again, so we can go back to usage, and, and we're, we're coming up against the break here, so we'll make this the last question. But, okay. um, you know, these things are designed not based on the size of the house, but based on the size of the the, uh, the bedrooms, correct? Well, the size of the bedrooms, 110 yep. gallons per day yep. per bedroom. Per bedroom. Not the because, size of the bedroom, but the number of the bedrooms. Right. right. They, they figure that 55 gallons per person per day, okay. two people per bedroom, 110 gallons per bedroom per day times the perk rate. The perk rate is the percolation rate done by a perk test to... 10-foot deep hole dug into the ground to identify what the groundwater level is, the soil conditions, and the soil levels. So if your perk rate is two minutes an inch, you dump in a bucket of water in a little basketball-sized hole, and it dissipates right away, the leach field's smaller. If you have, uh, you know, six bedrooms, and you're on the mountain, and you dump in the bucket of water, and you're sitting there for 30 minutes, chances are yeah. the leach field's going to be enormous. Yeah. So... Um, 
the bigger the house, the better the view, usually. Yeah, yeah. The bigger the leach field. Okay. So... Fair enough. Well, listen, we're, we're coming up against the break. We've, we've just scraped the surface here. we got plenty more to talk about. We haven't even talked about the actual inspection itself. We've just been kind of right. educating everybody on what is the system, how does it work, et cetera. Um, so when we get back from the break, we'll talk about the actual inspection. Um, okay. But um, if people have additional questions for you or they actually need a Title V inspection done, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Well, we have a, a website. It's uh, title5inspectionservice.com. Again, it's T-I-T-L-E, the number five, the numeral, um, inspectionservice.com, okay? Or you can reach me on my phone number, um, 413-262-5884. That's 413-262-5884. And we answer the phone pretty much 20 hours a day. That phone is right next to me. Awesome. Guys, um, we really appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you stay tuned for the second half. We'll be right back with Matt Bracci, Title V Inspection Services. I'm Steve Ravithis, your real estate resource. Hi, from North Point Mortgage, your local mortgage lender. We cater to first-time home buyers, offering a full range of loan programs, including USDA, VA, FHA, and mass housing. With state-of-the-art technology, we streamline the mortgage process for you. North Point has offices throughout New England, including West Springfield, Rocky Hill, and Sturbridge. Please contact Melissa Ostrander at 413-977-8155 or at mortgageswithmelissa.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Melissa Ostrander, MLS number 1396546, North Point, MLS 1515. Are you thinking about selling a piece of real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we would love to talk to you about how we can position your property to get top dollar. Our team of experts can help you make the appropriate repairs, stage the property, and make the property stand out online with professional photography and videography. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our listing specialists. Attention Massachusetts and Connecticut homeowners, 2019 is shaping up to be a fantastic real estate market. I'm Steve Ravithis, I run Ravithis Realty, and we focus on Western Massachusetts and Northern Connecticut. Let us help you sell and get top dollar while the market's still hot. Call us at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466. Who you choose to work with matters, and we wanna be your real estate resource. Are you thinking about purchasing real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we love educating people about the home buying process. We want to be your real estate resource, from helping you find the properties to aligning you with the best local lenders, inspectors, and attorneys to facilitate your transaction. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our buyer specialists. Welcome back, everybody. It's Steve Ravithis, your real estate resource, uh, here with Matt Bracci, Title V Inspection Services. On, on the first half of the show, Matt, we talked a lot about uh, the system itself, uh, how it works, and now I want to actually talk about what you guys do, which is inspect the system. So why don't you walk the, the, the listeners through the process? Somebody hires you to come out and inspect a system. What's the first thing that you're going to do? I ask them for a big briefcase full of money. No, <laughs> no. no. Um, the, the first thing we do is we'll, we'll go in the house and we'll look under the kitchen sink, okay? You have to identify whether there's a garbage disposal or not. And, and uh, you know, it's a check mark on the report. Yep. But if anything's wrong, if you have to design a new system, the system has to be 50% larger 
if you're going to uh, design a system with garbage disposal. And the reason for that is the bugs that break down the poop yeah. are not the bugs that break down the unprocessed food particles. And because they take that much exponentially longer to break down, that's why the size differential for the leach field. Now, when you're moving, if you failed, you want to pull out that garbage disposal. And, and the reason is you want to do the minimum you have to do to get out of this, not the mag. You want to put in the Pinto, not yep. the Cadillac for the next guy. Just do what yep. we got to do to get out of it as cheaply as possible, but still adhering to the code. Sure. So, you know, that's why we look for the garbage disposal, you okay. know, for present and for future in case it fails. And then what we'll do is we ask the customer a series of questions. Um how many residents, how many bedrooms, when their last pump out was, things of that nature. Not not pass or fail stuff, just technical jargon for the report. Okay. Um, then as we're, as we're talking, we head into the basement. And what we're going to look for is um, salt staining on the... Uh, um, on the concrete and that just helps identify you know where the the high groundwater elevation may be you know um, and that's important in the leach field because you're, you're supposed to identify that as part of the inspection okay. and typically when you have a new plan or a recent perk test or something from the the 80s or beyond it's there and if not you really have to dig a, a little test hole to identify where that is and the salt staining or the sump pump that you have to look at in the basement they help you do that job not that you don't have to identify the, the sump pump anyway but it's just a another factor the salt staining so after that we'll, we'll go and look for where the well out is okay you're supposed to uh, locate the well as part of the inspection okay your well has to be 100 feet from the leach field okay and if it's not that's fine you just simply have to test the water at a laboratory as part of the the inspection okay, okay? and we'll look for if there's no well maybe a water service you have to look for the water service, identify where it is, and show it on the plan that you have to draw for the inspection report. And you have to call the town or the water department or the DPW, and you have to get the water usage. And you have to put the last two years' water usage average on the report. So all this, all this, all the research, all the research at the Board of Health, the PERC, and the plans, and the engineering um, things that's all part of our inspection we don't charge for that we don't make the customer do that we'll do all of that on our own get all the information the research material and so forth and we'll have it with us while we're doing this walkthrough in the basement okay and then we what what we got to do is we have to look at all the pipes going out these sewer lines and and one of the reasons we do that we discussed earlier secondary system a laundry system you have to identify that everything goes to the same system and if it doesn't, that's fine, but you have to produce an individual inspection report for every system on the property, okay? And um, if there's a laundry system, you have to dig up at that and inspect that as well. And although that's not included in our standard price, it's not double the price, but it's it's almost double the price because it's you know twice the digging, sure. twice the report, twice the information, and so forth. Um, are we already there? Luck of the draw? Yeah, but typically laundry systems tend to be deeper, harder to get to, and you have to work twice as hard um, to to establish where everything is. So once we look in the ground and identify what the, the sewer connections that they're not leaking and the, their height to grade and so forth, we head out to the yard to, to do our inspection. And um, you know, we're one of the only companies that digs by hand. Okay. We don't use machines. We don't use backhoes or, or anything like that. And of course, there's always that that one or two every year out of the, I don't know, 350 inspections or 360 hand dug inspections we do. There's always one that requires a backhoe, and I feel bad for the guy. But to get to the gold, 
you got to get the machine. Yeah. Okay. And typically that ends up costing a guy a $400 bill or $300 bill to have a guy come in on a different day and, and bring the machine in. But for the premise, our inspection, we'll take out the sods, put them to the side. We use tarps for all the dirt. And when we're done, you can barely tell we were there. We'll replace the site exactly how it looked and put these canned cut sods exactly back in. You know, we're careful of the sprinkler systems and so forth. But we have to dig up what's called the outlet inspection port on the septic tank. And typically, these septic tanks, if it's a newer newer version, anything past, you know, post-95, 1995, um, the septic tank is going to be 5 feet wide, 10 feet long, and 4 feet of liquid. Okay. You have to dig it up and identify that the tank is level, structurally sound, functioning properly, and that all the baffles are intact to hold back the solids. Okay. Um, like we talked about before with the pond and the sediment rising up, your septic tank holds back these solids and the solids flow flow out under or the, uh, the liquid flows out under the baffle so that it can enter the leach field without the solids passing. Okay. Um, these baffles, a lot of them are plastic. Okay. And those will, those will last forever. Some of them are concrete in the old tanks. Okay. And they can deteriorate. And that doesn't necessarily mean they fail, but as long as you're above the liquid level a couple inches and the solids aren't able to flow out into the leach field, just because there's some deterioration, you mark down on the report that there's some deterioration. They don't, they don't necessarily fail. Um, and uh, the next thing we inspect, we run a little homing device on an electrician's wire down the line. To locate the distribution box we have a little beeper that finds it you know beep 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 beep, yep. beep once we find that we dig up this distribution box make sure it's level structurally sound with equal distribution and equal distribution amongst the leach field is important because you get a a, a natural spread of of the effluent so that one part of the leach field doesn't start failing or stop absorbing or clog up before the other part. How many pipes you typically coming out of that D-box? You know, it depends on the size of the leach field, which is based on on the bedrooms of the house. Sure. Um, you know, a typical minimum design criteria is 330 gallons for a three-bedroom house. Um, typically, that's 55 gallons per person per day. They average two people in a bedroom at 110 gallons per day with a minimum design of 330. And um, in sandy soil, where you dig a basketball-sized hole and dump in a bucket of water and it dissipates within two minutes, typically that leach field is going to be, you know, pretty small, minimum of 450 square feet, you know, 20 by 25 bed. On the mountain, where it's a 60-minute inch perk and it takes 60 minutes, is going to be a 40 by 60 bed or something. So, again, the bedrooms times the the absorption rate the better the natural soils yep. equals the size of a leach field and that that's typically done by an engineer okay and uh, you know we'll, we'll try to size it up but that's not a technical requirement as part of the title five inspection you know we'll do our best but we can't spend eight hours out there trying yep. to find um something that's not required by the state so you do the tank you do the d-box you do the, the, the leach field yep. right anything else that you guys got to inspect or well, you got to inspect for breakout. You got to identify if there's smells, if there's any uh, leakage. Um, 
But typically, that's, 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 that's the nuts so and now, bolts. So now, what's typically going to fail on these systems? You know, what, what did you say is going to fail? You know, if the, a septic tank fails, let's say it's cracked. Yep. A little cra- It doesn't, for, for me, I'm not in the installation business. You know, you fail and I'll fix it for 20 grand right. or uh, or this pumping racket that these guys have going on. Right. Um, you know, we need to pump as part of the inspection to check the structural integrity of the septic tank. That That's... That's a bunch of, that's a way to collect 300 bucks for okay. me. Okay. I got one simple test. We got a steel rod called a probing bar. If I could poke it through the window on your car, it's broken. Pump it through the side of the house, the house is rotted. If I could poke it through six inches of concrete, we're done here. It fails. If not, the damn thing passes. Yeah. Um, so, and, and that's just how, how we look at it. You just, if there's a crack and it's not leaking, it's not posing imminent threat to public health and safety or any of that. And, so it's you know, probably not usually the tank. Then. It's it's not usually the tank. In fact, most tanks are were that were left in, in service have been through one, two, or three leach fields. Okay. And that's how you get these old 1960 tanks that lasted a long time. So what about the D-box? Well, the distribution box, because the pipes are pitched back and one of the most... Um, dilapidating things to concrete is uh, methane gas all the gas that breaks down from the leach field flows up flows up the pipe and the first place it's is the distribution box so a lot of times the distribution boxes is deteriorated the top is collapsing and my brother carries extra tops with us just in case we got to do a guy a favor and just throw one on just to get him to pass. Okay. Um, and if the box is broken down, we give him the name of a couple installers to to replace the box, and they'll pass after that. Okay. So that's that conditional pass situation? That's that conditional pass situation, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Replace a tank or a box, a simple component, it's a conditional pass. Okay. So listen, we only got a minute left before we got to wrap this thing up. Okay. What, what would you say is the biggest uh, misconception that you come across? Uh, pumping is part of the inspection. Yeah. These guys that are in the pumping business that inspect tell them you have to pump as part of the inspection. I get outbid all the time for fifty bucks. Like, well, you were fifty dollars cheaper. What do you mean it's three hundred to pump? Yeah. Pumping is not required as part of the inspection, and I'm not in the pumping business, so I don't push pumping. Yeah, you know the bottom line is you want to pump as part of the inspection. That's your business. If your inspector wants it, that's fine. But if it needs it, I'll tell you. Yeah. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Most of the time, people don't even need pumping, so why push it on them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then last thing I'll leave you with, a uh, couple of tips or maybe even just one here for the, the people that are currently in a, in a house using a septic system. What are you know, the biggest things that you see people doing wrong? Watch your water usage. It is all about water usage, okay? Not so much as pumping, not that pumping is not important. But pay attention to your water usage. No 20-minute showers for the kids. That's a, that's a huge no-no. You know, a couple of teenagers in there, you're doing loads of laundry because they're in hockey and, yeah. you know, going out. And, you know, the girls, they got 12 outfits. Pay attention to your laundry. Pay attention to the showers. Um, you know, regular pumping, you know, every two to four years, you know, isn't a bad idea. But um, Awesome. Listen, we're, we're coming up against a break here, man. Right. I mean, you could talk forever, it forever. sounds like. Yeah, you could, <laughs> you've done a few inspections, and we really appreciate the knowledge that you've shared. If people have additional questions, want to get their system inspected, are in the process of buying and need an inspection, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, Title5inspectionservice.com. 
okay we'll have all the information it'll explain exactly how everything works okay there's pictures diagrams explanations or call us on our phone number at 413-262-5884 that's 413-262-5884 matt thanks so much guys as always if you have real estate related questions you can reach us at 413-998-7466 i'm steve revithis and i want to be your real estate resource